Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, Mish. Hey, Zach. How you doing? I'm very well, although I went to record the podcast 30 seconds ago and it didn't work and now it is working, but I'm not entirely sure it's recording. I'm... I like how you told me that as if I wasn't sitting across from you while that was happening. I understand that that would be an issue um, and a little confusing for you, but I realised that if I just said, yeah, it's recording now, <laughs> then our three listeners would be like, what? Well, is Zach all right? Is Zach all right? He was a bit rough the last podcast. <laughs> we were both a bit rust, rough, rough, rust. And it's good to see we're right on top of it now. <laughs> We were both a bit rough last podcast. We were. Um, and the podcast before that. But after week five, part two episodes, I am feeling back on it again. There yeah. was something about the last three episodes that really invigorated me again. I'm, I'm, I, well, I've seen, the, we've seen the good of humanity and we'll get to that. We've yeah, we seen the that. best that a human can be. Yep. Uh, we've we've seen some drama and also we've learned how to cook chunky chips. Which is which apparently um, George states that chunky chips is the most eaten food in the world. He does. Uh, in the world. Now, George being George, yeah. I believe what he says. Yeah, absolutely. If someone had asked me before that, I might have guessed rice. Yeah, rice. Um, maybe beans. Yep. Um, but chunky chips apparently... <laughs> So says George Columbaris is the most eaten food. Um, he and uh, and and he gets excited. You know, George is very excited about the chunky chips. That's in the masterclass. We will get to that. But he really yells it. He's like, "So I'm going to teach you chunky chips." <laughs> he really loves that. What's it called when the, the word sounds like what it is? Uh, alliteration, uh, yeah, alliter- or no, um, our guest. onomatopoeia. 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 He loves a bit of onomatopoeia. He does because uh, chunky chips do sound like that. They sound like chunky chips. Yeah, doesn't it just? And um, oh no, it's very cool. I remember. So obviously the masterclass he talked about cooking chunky chips uh, before the masterclass. <laughs> Uh, the the night before, very dramatic episode, which we will get into. It was. I've only just now feel like I can talk about it without breaking. Tearing up. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I don't cry. I haven't cried in about five years. Zach, uh, I haven't seen you cry in weeks. I, I need to talk to someone about the fact that I can't cry. Mm. Well, that's what I thought until that episode because I was bawling. Oh, mate, I'm so sorry. I was bawling right up until... Tomorrow night on MasterChef. Yeah, that really kind of broke the feel of the room, eh? <laughs> And I was like, okay, okay. And then it cut to George Columbaris, and then he said, I'm going to teach you how to cook chunky chips. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is going to be a tough 23 hours waiting to find out how to cook <laughs> chunky chips. And we got there. And boy, did we learn. But I'm getting well ahead of myself. Yeah, it was a real roller coaster this week. Um, but no, I'm very, very excited. I'm excited by the episodes we just saw. I'm excited for what's to come. But I'm also particularly excited by the guests that we have in the room today. We have two of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. They're currently waving. <laughs> like you can fucking see them. <laughs> they do a lot of podcasts. <laughs> um no, they're two of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I am so, so excited to have them here. Um, they are currently uh, preparing for a Melbourne Fringe Festival show called This Is Our Pilot. Um, so, yeah, I'll introduce Annie Lumsden and Lena Moon. Hey, hey. Annie and Lena. <laughs> Thank I, you so much for coming. I also got my hair cut for today's podcast. You That's do look good. really fresh. Thank you. That's uh, Congratulations. <laughs> The waving, the haircut, yeah. you're really on top of yeah, it. I'm yeah, I'm wearing great. my best clothes as well. Nice. I uh, cut my own hair in preparation for today. Did you actually? I love that you cannot tell. Yeah, because, you know, you got to save a couple. How much does your haircut cost? <laughs> Don't ask me that. <laughs> I found Did out recently that I pay a ridiculous amount. Yeah. 
for my hair. Well, you got do beautiful you? blonde hair. I do have beautiful blonde hair, yeah. um, but I pay a lot of money and so more than I should. I've got very long hair, but it's boy hair. So it's actually <laughs> quite cheap to cut. No, genuine. But there's a lot of people. I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there yeah. of you, Zach, that like big fans of your hair. For someone who has touched his hair, I have plaited his mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. I have I have mm. run my hands nice. through that mane. It is one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. heads of hair I've ever touched Keeps in my it life. Lush. It is genuinely beautiful. I'm making well, really you. intense thank eye you. contact with Zach. Thank you, Mish. Well, I think well, we I talked talk a lot. This. If you missed last week's podcast, we talked a lot about Mish's, uh, uh, what, it, buzz? My buzz. So I think it's I'd only like, fair that yeah. now we return the favour and we talk about my luscious hair. Yeah, and just while we're on the topic of my buzz, mm. thank you so much <laughs> to all of you yeah. that uh, that came to me through DM yeah. And discussed my buzz. Took that, that um, invitation seriously. Who, yeah, for those of you who took it seriously um, and who felt comfortable enough to approach me on social media to talk about my buzz, mm. um, thanks. Uh, that was really, it was How good for me. It was good. Yeah, yeah I felt super liberated. Uh, 2009 is a great year to be a woman, as we've seen mm, in yes, the show. Absolutely, especially in these episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Mm. Yeah. How's 2009 treating you guys? Like, where are you at in your lives? Right now, in 2009. Uh, look, going great. Living yeah. the dream. I'm working uh, full-time on casual rates. I'm yep. living at home in Warrnambool. Yep. Uh, oh, thanks um, for doing the trip to Melbourne. Yeah, you're welcome. I caught the V-line. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I sat in the, um, the cart with the little cafe in it. So oh, for yeah. all our international listeners, a V-line is like a, a rural train. Also, why the fuck are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> That's a very good point. If we have anyone outside of Australia that is under the age of, what, 25? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand what the fuck you're doing here. (laughs) What are you getting out of this? You don't know who Julie Goodwin is. (laughs) And if you look her up, she's just some, like, old woman that was famous once who got arrested for for speeding or something. What? What? What's this? She was famous before now, 2009, Mitch? Just forget what I said. Forget what I said. What about you, Lena? Where are you yeah. at? Uh, I'm doing really well. Um, I just bought my first iPod with K Rudd's economic stimulus package. Fantastic. Oh. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> that was a really exciting day when yeah. that came in. Yeah, holding really holding the uh, global financial crisis at bay. Yeah. And uh, I think for that alone, for that alone, I think K Rudd has got a good 10 years yeah, in office absolutely. just for that. Absolutely. At the very least, a full term. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What do you mean? That's that's such a foreign concept to me, the yeah. idea that a Prime Minister wouldn't get a full, a full term. term. I'm just saying, like, he'll get his full term. Yeah, and yeah. Thanks for the money, here's a full term. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Thank you for stating the fact yeah, that no he's going to get his full term. Like, Happy to be here. Absolutely. Um, but that's fantastic. So Thank you got you. yourself an iPod. I what did, yes. What yeah. songs have you got on the iPod? Well, it's it's a slow burn at the moment. I'm still, you know, getting all the CDs onto iTunes. Yes, but, um, yeah. I, I hope you've got um, the classic boom, boom, boom. Pal, which is yes. just the the t- chart topper. Oh man! I think that's the number one song this year. It is, yeah. Love me those black eyed peas. Yeah. Right from black. See now, here's the thing. I listen to Triple J. Oh. Right? I listen to people like Lady Hawk. Sure. So, oh. um, <laughs> so I don't know this boom boom pal. Mm. I actually listen to Lady Hawk when I uh, go to the Royal Derby Thursdays. Yes, and yeah. um, dance there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I think a big, big um, thing I love about 2009 is my clubbing lifestyle. Oh, yes. I love to Absolutely. club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's, I'm, I mean, I'm an indie girl. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I prefer my indie alternative music like MGMT. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. But Pumped my favourite thing to do on a Saturday night is to go to an indie club yes. and just do some clubbing. Mm. Yeah. Can you guys show me the scene in Melbourne? Of course, yeah, welcome. That's it. It's like, <laughs> Don't worry, we'll catch a taxi and listen to the presets on the way there. Oh, so <laughs> cool. Uh, um, uh, we could also head over to Ballarat and go to 21 Arms. Oh, that's, I a, to yeah. that's a nightclub. <laughs> well, it's very cool. Uh, that there's a nightclub called 21 Arms. What you do is you go to a place called Hyder. Hyder is an open... <laughs> It's an open uh, open bar, and it's open because it's a legitimate business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. But 
deserves your patronage. Um, and you go there, you get a cocktail, you've had a few drinks, uh-huh. you get a bit, and then you head on over to 21 Arms, which is a really cool nightclub. They play y- your music like your Black Eyed Peas, uh, your Fergie solo tracks. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, it does feel like all, all 2009 is in terms of top 40 music is Black Eyed Peas mm. and yes. Fergie solo. <laughs> They've really got a monopoly on the charts. <laughs> they really they get it. They know how to get there. They know how to own it. Um, obviously, a big highlight for 2009 for Zach and I has been MasterChef. And we're oh. so happy that you've come on board mm. and that you've been watching this show. Um, have so you? Have, are you as obsessed with it as we are now? Yeah, absolutely. At first I was like, why is this on every night? And mm. where, where's The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> where did it go? Where did The Simpsons go? The Simpsons, of course, being a show that has as many good episodes. Oh, that. incredible. That, that, that hasn't tipped over yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I'm, uh, I'm just on the edge of my seat every night. How about you, Lena? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting how they play with, like, how long the episodes are as well. Mm. Like, yeah. I'm really used to just... You know, they, it's either an hour or half an hour, but, mm-hmm. you know, MasterChef just, just kind of throws that out the window. And know? sometimes you'll be watching and you'll be like, I'm in it for the full hour and then it's over. Yeah. And right. like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we're watching um, it's like a good... Charmed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I was hanging out for, yeah. Charmed. Because that's the thing. When we think of a reality show, we think of a, a weekly hour. Really, that yeah. is the norm. Absolutely. Think of something like The Block hosted by Jamie Drury. Yeah. And what you're going to get there is a weekly hour-long mm-hmm. Show. I feel like a lot where you get you've got Big Brother every night, and mm-hmm. then when Big Brother season ends, it's MasterChef every night. I yeah. feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, it's, I'm kind of like just watching episode after episode. It feels like you know, it's amazing not having to wait a week. For now me. I'm right yeah. in saying that Big Brother is currently hosted by Kyle and Jackie O. Yes, they've really boosted the ratings. Is it? Yeah, is it, yeah, because Gretel Clean. Got the got the oh. chop got the chop. for Kyle, who yeah. has a great deal of integrity. I think. <laughs> no, we knew then. Yeah, yeah no, we, we definitely yeah. know that I Kyle. Think he, yeah, I think I he'd done to... the fourteen-year-old on the radio thing by then. <laughs> but, by now, by, by now, now. Um, <laughs> I do like I, I I'm a hopeful person. Mm-hmm. I'm mm. just it's just ingrained in me, and I think Kyle can change. Yeah, right. And I'm really looking forward to say what the next ten years will bring because I think that it will be really eye-opening. Yeah. Um. Obviously, people in radio don't last that long, so he won't be in radio anymore doing right. the same shit yeah, yeah. with the same people. Um, yeah. And if he is, surely it still won't be the most popular. I have hope for this country that something like that wouldn't happen, that that radio show wouldn't be the most popular radio show. Anyway, should we discuss MasterChef? And yeah, what- th- that yeah. is the point of this podcast. Mm. Uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, maybe you've uh, gotten on the MasterChef train. It's now hugely popular. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the numbers exactly. Oh. I didn't pick up the TV week, but it yeah. is huge yeah. numbers at the moment. It is my job it's... to pick up the TV week. Okay. Um, <laughs> Zach doesn't know any of their names or any of the stats. <laughs> so that's what I come in for. It is currently the fifth most popular show wow. in the country. It's getting me through my gap year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's real good. And I, yeah, it's we're, I'm very happy for you. Um, but this week... This particular... Well, I'm going to bring it down a notch. Wow, yeah, let's bring it down. Um, because I don't want to go into this disrespectfully because no. this was an intense... i got some shit to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this was a really intense three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have a lot of feelings. I'm sure that you all do as well. Um, but let's, let's open it up, shall we? We started um, with the first episode. Uh, we started where we always do, at the Big Brother house, a very important <laughs> component. Um, <laughs> they all gathered around and shared a breakfast. Right. Uh, some people uh, cooked bacon. Some yeah. people cooked eggs. Kate mentioned that some people were cooking a lot of bread and then they cut to footage of them cooking English muffins. <laughs> Yep. Um, I think it's fair to say that Poe summed it up really well. She said it's quite nice mm. but quite awkward. <laughs> but Poe po seems to not be invested in what in, in the other contestants, like the other contestants seem to be. Poe's right. got this amazing thing, I think, where so someone like Chris, he's the hat guy that cooks a lot of oh, meat. Yeah, the that's one a that great talks hat. like this, you know, that's sort of like, hey, I'm, I cook with meat. Right. Um, I think he's got a leather wristband too. I can yeah, just, he do, he's not there to make friends. Him. He's not there. He's just there to cook. Wow. Uh, that's the first time I've heard <laughs> You've, 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 this is a crazy Someone concept. Someone who's not here. there to make friends. I mean, what's yeah. the point of a... Well, 
That's Living the in other, a house together. That's the other thing. Because MasterChef has never been before and this is the first season, we don't know what a MasterChef is. Totally. Yeah, Melina just gestured really <laughs> dramatically at my face. Do you have something you to say? Be, no, I just fully agreed with you with my whole body. Yeah. It's, okay. it, I found out for the first time it's not the master chef. I thought they were competing to be the master chef. Right. But Gary at one point said to be master chef. So it's not the master chef, it's master chef. Is that better? It's like God. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> not it's the like, God. <laughs> it's the difference between um, uh, the smashing pumpkins or smashing pumpkins. Mm. One, you're smashing pumpkins on the floor. <laughs> the other is you're dashing, you're charming, but you're also a pumpkin. Oh, that's fuck what you just did. What? No, that was very sweet. But you're also a pumpkin. Yeah, that that's was... that's why they're the Nigel smashing Thornbury, pumpkins. I get it. <laughs> this is what the smashing pumpkins, they're not smashing pumpkins on the floor like animals. Mm. They're pumpkins wearing a nice tie. <laughs> if only the contestants had thought to make pumpkins. <laughs> No, that is a lovely, lovely comparison. Yeah. Um, but what I was trying to say is that <laughs> yeah. because we don't know uh, who the MasterChef is, we're starting to learn that obviously a component of being a MasterChef is being competitive mm. and right. and beating other people, but also it's a social game. Like who do you know and who do you get along with? And apparently it's also who can spruik. Who mm. can who can spruik at the Easter show? Mm. Yeah. That's, that oh, is obviously quite show. important when it comes to being a master chef or uh, and who can set chef. who can set prices at right. a good level. Can yeah. I ask about that? Because mm-hmm. that confused me as far as master chef. Uh, so the the challenge to to feed a, a big group of people at the Easter show uh, and make a menu of it. And the the chefs started off like, all right, we want to make a beautiful. You, as soon as you say, like, we make a beautiful dish to feed mm. 400 fucking people, mm. I think you've, like, you've kind of shot yourself in the foot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, yeah. please elaborate. <laughs> Go on. I want to be good cooks. Yeah. <laughs> I do love the idea. There's a lot of, there is, you've pointed out something very clear that I think happens a lot on this show where they uh, explain that, like, one of the components of being a master chef is, is making beautiful food. Yes. Like, can't, I'm assuming the food is good. <laughs> you know, just like now you've you spruiked it well, you set good prices, mm-hmm. you've made friends, you've really shown tenacity. Your food shit, but you <laughs> are the master yeah. chef, or oh, not the master chef, yeah, sorry, master chef. So, kind of like skipping forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular challenge, being a team challenge at the Easter show, it didn't matter how good your food was. Okay, it mattered who sold the most. Right. So yeah. I don't understand why they didn't all make chunky chips. Maybe, well, they well because they didn't know yet. They oh, didn't they, know. Oh, they didn't if know they about had... the world's most eaten dish. No. So, no, <laughs> they didn't know how to make chunky chips because what? See, uh, sorry, sorry. If you're if you haven't tuned in, if you've if you've missed the last three episodes, we should just run you down how it played out. Um, because maybe you you missed the three episodes and your internet connection isn't good enough to watch them on masterchef.com.au. Yeah. So first episode uh, that there was a team challenge. How do we explain it? They they were two blue and red team. Yeah, so the the left the contestants that are left get split in two. There's two uh, team captains that are selected, and then they kind of do like a schoolyard pick. You know what I mean? Like I choose you, and then the next person's like I choose a Pokemon you. Pick. Yeah, yeah, like that. And then they battle. No, like then they once everyone's picked, then they've got your separate teams, and then that's when the battle happens. The and food battle. Now the teams ended up uh, very similar. They had the same team captains, and they ended, and they ended up very similar to the chicken cream challenge of last week. Yeah. Uh, it was Kate, the 20-year-old law student, mm-hmm. and Chris, the hat guy that talks like this. Yeah. And some might describe them as Kate, the 20-year-old law student, who likes to bake occasionally, and Chris, the 40-something-year-old meat guy who wants to make this his career, who has dedicated 30-odd years probably to learning about the industry and how to cook. So even playing field. Very even yeah. playing field. They had to compete. They had to make some food, sell it at the Easter Fair. That's really all you need to know. It was then stretched out for an hour. <laughs> Pretty much. What an hour, though. What Man. an hour. Uh, what an hour. Did we pick up on anything uh, in that hour that that uh, tickled our fancy or or... 
uh, made us go, well, gee whiz, that's something I need to discuss on the upcoming podcast. I actually (laughs) noticed, and I don't know if this is to do with how maybe the show is edited. Mm -hmm, I I don't mm. know much about um, creating television, but... At this stage in well, 2009. Lena, none of us do. Yeah. Reality television is a burgeoning medium. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's fresh. Um, but I did notice that there was a lot of emphasis put on the risotto, which... Oh. <laughs> there was a lot of talk about risotto. They gave yeah. them rice. They did. They gave them they rice. They set them up for... Yeah, and then we, talk, we, we get into this, you know, this... This moment that oh, you know, I know what you're talking about was now. just like the height of mild conflict. <laughs> mm. They they really what what this show is if you haven't you're watched yet if you're listening to the podcast but not watching what this show is is um you know those times you have a mild <laughs> argument with your mum because you want to put in a few more tin tomatoes yeah. into the polonaise yeah. and she's like that's not how I do it you're like no it works if you cook it down. It's like that, but if there was music underneath it going, yeah. da, 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 da. And neither of you really want to keep going with the argument. Like you kind of reach a, an apex where you're like, it's not worth it. It's just risotto. It's just, what was this particular mild argument, Lena? So we've got uh, Sandra. Is yeah, how yeah. yeah, we've got her. Sandra, but Sandra. she calls herself Sandra. Sandra. Yeah. We've got Sandra making soup risotto. <laughs> <laughs> she's just it was, yeah. she's put a whole bunch of and I don't know cook risotto, but even I know that as a they're 19 famous year old. as a nineteen year old. <laughs> they're famous for you ladle it in you ladle slow it in, ladle, yeah. and she was so like get away from me. Listen, I do like her how she wouldn't let a man tell her. <laughs> no, yeah, which was Absolutely. not a running theme of this episode <laughs> no. either, was it? No. Um, so, yeah, with the risotto, Trevor then came over and was like, reckon you got a bit too much stock in there. And Sandra was like, no, it's fine. He's like, oh, no, nah, that's way too much. And she's like, I know how to cook risotto. And then there was a silence and he just goes, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but big crescendos, lots of <laughs> <laughs> Lots of music yeah. happening. Um, no, there was a lot of. Uh, I, I don't want to really be the one to. We got three people here that can wa- wave this flag more better than I. Please but there was a lot of gendered that. stuff here. Um, I know Kate <laughs> saying that Chris. There's been no reference previously mm-hmm. to any of this. Chris seems like a very level guy. He drinks beer and eats cheese. Seems pretty chill. But Kate did at one point say, "I know how frustrating it was. The reason why he's made the teams like this is I know how frustrating it was for him to be bet." by a girl. Right, understandably. Um, just a throwaway comment that we never came back to. Yeah, I, I, I caught that and I was like, oh, whoa, that was interesting. But then because it was never discussed again, like like society, I considered it not important. Yeah. yeah. Um, as it's 2009. Absolutely. It's 2009, right. so I didn't find it important because that's what I'm – because they never returned to that and there was no discussion. Right. I'm led to believe that something like that isn't important. <laughs> In 2009. I'll tell you what is important, though. It wasn't discussed, but George Columbaris was wearing a loose, uh, loose sort of, (laughs) a loose sort of, uh, I would say, like breathable linen linen, pink collared shirt with a black sweater vest. Can we discuss this some more? (laughs) Yep. Firstly, He's just at the Easter show. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing Easter show get up yeah. and I loved it. I lived for it. <laughs> I am living for George's looks. What a style icon. He's a trendsetter. He's a confident man. He is a socialist and a style mm-hmm. icon. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about George? About George? Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Love him. <laughs> just yeah. love George Columbus. He obviously knows what he's talking about, yeah. you know. And, yeah, um, I absolutely like I. This is kind of my first... You know, foray into George Columbaris, this mm-hmm. show. I've never really foray heard... into George Columbaris. Yeah, it's my first sachet in. <laughs> and I gotta say, he just he really seems like a leader to me. Mm-hmm. Like oh a yes. Caring, yes. diligent leader who would mm. just look after people if you know yeah. in many ways. Oh yeah, well he is a socialist. I can't remember where I heard that, but he mm. is a socialist. Wow. Um and he's uh, uh, the head of many a union movement. Absolutely. Uh, pushing for equal pay. Oh, that's I, I think I've re- read that somewhere. Or... I I can't remember reading that, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah no, mm. I think I, it, it could have been just something that came up here, but I, I'm pretty sure that's out there. Yeah, it just seems innate. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That it's natural for him to be kind. Yeah. Um, what I also like about him is that um, he's obviously quite busy. He's a mm. busy man. Um, so busy that he he's never really finishes full sentences. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like he because he, he's eaten. Yeah, but he leaves out words that 
that are crucial but very short. Mm. So I, I don't understand. Like instead of saying don't give them rubbish or don't give us rubbish, he just goes, people know what good food is. Don't give rubbish. <laughs> yeah, but he's clear. It's <laughs> like I get what you're saying, but just little word, George. But, I mean, who am I to tell George Colombaris what to do? But he, that happens quite often is that he just leaves out a word, a he- crucial one. <laughs> um, he'll just leave it out. Um, and we're just left guessing. We love George. Uh, we also love, I'm going to skip forward to the masterclass here. We've also realised in the last few episodes that he's the king of the simile. Uh, he's ah. the absolute king of the simile. So what George oh. will do is he'll take um, uh, the what you want your food stuff to be and he'll make he'll use a simile to describe it. Uh, I think we've all got this Such down, written down. <laughs> This was a big one. Now, what was the quote? Does someone so else want to read he it? He was talking, um, if, I'm pretty sure we're all on I the did. same page here. <laughs> he was talking about a red wine sauce yes. for a steak. Now, uh, what what do you want your red wine sauce to do? Uh, just just before we get to what George described it as. What do you think a red wine sauce should be like? Just like um, a, a glass of red wine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want it to be sweet and viscous. Yeah. I want it to, oh, yeah, mm. I want it to be um, uh, have a good depth of flavour. Absolutely. Mm. Now, oh, yeah, sorry. I, I, I'd like my sauce to be kind of thick. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I'd like it to have a good scosity. balance of salt yeah. and sweet. Mm. Um, a good sense of umami, which was a word what is I learned. That? The day. Yeah. yeah. You guys uh, haven't I been watching Master Chef as long as Zach. I don't know, but meat has umami apparently. Oh, meat and it's tomato. It's like in that episode of Friends, salmon yeah. skin roll, right? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Friends, which is of course just left television yes, about four sadly. years ago. Yeah. Oh, very sadly. And in no way dated. No. No. Not not a uh, no <laughs> issue with any of those plot lines. Not at all. No. Not one. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did George say a red wine sauce should be? Does anyone want to? No, please. Please. No, you to don't be remember? honest, no. I... You oh. don't remember? Oh, well. Well, no, I almost blocked it out too, so that's fine. <laughs> I get it. Um, he said he compared the red wine sauce to velvet knickers. A pair of oh. velvet knickers. Oh, my God. Yeah. George Columbaris, he looked, at, uh, he looked at his class and he said, red wine sauce should be like a pair <laughs> of velvet knickers, oh. which is entirely appropriate. Delicious. Um, But something really odd happened when he said that because considering how much I love George, accept Mm -hmm. George and want him in my life, at that very moment my vagina closed up (laughs) and I didn't understand why because I I like to take in what he says and, like, I take it as gospel. Mm, But when mm. he said that, my vagina closed up and I hated men. It was really weird. Wow. (laughs) Weird. We probably will never know why that happened. No, Because George is good. (laughs) George is a good man. Yeah, George not rubbish. George Good. <laughs> George Good, not rubbish. He also said that chips should have a sexy mouth feel. That's oh, yeah. I do. Um, but also, every time he said sexy, made really awkward eye contact with Sandra. <laughs> like, like very... Uh, it was odd. Uh, it was odd. My, f- oh, Sorry, they were cooking that risotto and mm. uh, she was so paying attention to what he was saying. Uh, she was like nodding along and he was like, and then you add this and then you... And she goes, stir. Yes. <laughs> that was, oh, she was really back and down. I thought it was very funny. She was like, ah, and then I stirred. <laughs> Actually, on this. Thank you, George. I've got a question about the masterclass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it set up as an opportunity to just, like, put all of the contestants that have made mistakes over the fire? Yes, That's, yes, it is. Is that absolutely, exactly yes. what okay. it's for? I didn't realise that until you just said it now. Oh. But often uh, the whole point of the masterclass, it's like uh, uh, Jeff Jans, <laughs> Jeff Jans uh, getting hot, uh, cooking in the kitchen, yep. That mm. the, the daytime shows. Those shows are fun, mm. you know, where they say this is how to make a steak and red wine jus. Oh. But what they don't have is a 24-year-old law student being told they're a piece of shit for not being able to cook. Yeah, <laughs> that like, layer is yeah, missing. What they've also what they've also managed to capture just in going back to um, you know those pa- undercutting passive aggressive conversations that they like to capture with their soft conflict is they've got those just beautiful little side swipes <laughs> of yeah. people's mistakes. Mm. <laughs> so and they'll let like for the the red wine sauce, they invited the guy who made a bad red wine sauce. <laughs> 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 
They're just like, this is a delicious red wine sauce. Uh, it's simple. It's clean. It's lovely. Uh, uh, we all enjoy to make it. Food really brings people together. And now we're going to bring the cunt up who didn't know how to do it. <laughs> and then I think at one point asked him to explain how his sauce tasted in comparison oh, to man. the good sauce. It's yeah. almost, it's almost like chefs are egotistical. Almost. almost. So like close. Egotistical <laughs> douchebag alpha dogs. But not almost. these ones. <laughs> These ones, These guys are just friends. Oh, no, they're not out to make friends. I'm sorry. They're just... <laughs> no, they're not out to make friends. If I didn't know any better, I would think that they were assholes. Yeah. But because but you know I know better, better, I know better yeah. I'm sitting here with a closed vagina, but yeah. I'm accepting it. Totally, them. because they're teaching them. They yeah, are. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And what the thing that's great about the teaching element is that we know that, say, in 10 years' time, all of them will be really successful chefs. Oh, yeah. Restaurants and yeah, microbreweries. Uh, yeah, I'll still know beer. who they are. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um, so the red team did really very well. They were mm-hmm. very organised. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Chris had something to prove. Yeah. They they cooked something called uh, Aaron Chenny balls. Oh. Aaron Chenny balls. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron Chen balls. Thank you. Aaron Chen's balls. They, Aaron, no, they cook something called Aaron Chen's balls. That sounds delicious. Now, uh, <laughs> now I wasn't entirely sure what they were. So luckily for me, mm-hmm. they described them as cheesy balls a lot. Oh yes, as a Almost. vegetarian in Warnable, I know exactly what cheesy rice balls are. Right. So because because um, the general public doesn't jump to knowing what an Aaron Chen ball is, I think the uh, producer said, "Hey, when you're talking about it, make sure you just describe it." as uh, cheesy balls. Yeah. Can I also point out when they featured the, the balls, the, the chefs said to the guy making them, oh, you're not going to use egg in those? And he was like, no, nah, they don't. There's a stall, but they're not selling them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the next stall. shot was the other team with a tray of eggs from inside. <laughs> yes, that was very funny. And it was like, <laughs> That's very funny. It was so passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it, added, it, it yeah. added nothing to the plot. <laughs> it it didn't. It had nothing to do with the quality or the success of that team. Uh, we, as we all know, they won. Yeah. <laughs> it never comes up again. <laughs> it's just like it's just like the editor was like, "Look at this dumb cunt. <laughs> look at all our eggs. Look at all the eggs our team's got." <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I do, however, think it's important to just, I just want to take a little step back, (laughs) Mm -hmm. go back to what we're talking about um, with the whole Kate situation. Mm -hmm. So Kate's team was made up of all men, her and five men. Was she in charge or was she not in charge? Well, this is where I'm confused. Yeah, that's a good question, you know what I mean? Like, because she was the leader and when George came over and he was like, okay, so what's happening here? At that instant, the five men mm-hmm. all jumped in front of Kate and started talking about what was happening. And Kate looked a bit broken in the back. Mm-hmm. And then Lucas, in his chat to camera, Lucas being Greg Norman, the golfer, mm-hmm. um, Lucas mm-hmm. said, um, oh, I'm already noticing that Kate's having trouble stepping up. Right. And a part of me, not all of me, mm-hmm. but just a part of me because it's 2009, mm-hmm. a part of me was like she's not stepping up because you're being a cunt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the men are talking over. Yeah, her. I think no, it's she just needs to be is louder, this an issue? as he said. Yeah, yeah. that's yes, you know? it's true. Is, just but not too loud. Is yeah. this an issue for women? Um, <laughs> well, wait. wait I've not firstly, heard anything about firstly, this let before. me ask you, Zach. Mm-hmm. Should it be an issue for us? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as Thank you for asking me <laughs> in 2009 <laughs> that question. Um, yeah, it's an issue now. It's yeah. always going to be an issue. <laughs> You're so woke. <laughs> What's that? I don't what? even know what that means. It's just Sorry. in my bones. <laughs> just deep down, I feel like this is wrong. Sorry, guys. I'm just going to go do some tweets that are totally okay and not going to be dredged up in 10 years' time. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just that I just noticed in Kate, and this is where it starts to become like a tragedy. Mm. Like this show stopped being light and fun, and you know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Exciting. And it started becoming really sad mm. because I slowly saw a woman break down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just strip her of all her self-esteem and then they lead up to that moment where she's like, oh, shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so she's, well, yes, Kate is a very strong-willed, opinionated person. She's very, like, and they do. And there's a lot of, yeah, talking over her and then saying, she didn't lead. <laughs> very good point, guys. I didn't notice being a male in mm. 2009. But, yeah, I suppose that is an issue. Yeah, it just... I think, um, like, there was just a part of me, maybe as a woman, I don't know, that just felt really sorry for her. Um, maybe it was because she was being treated like shit mm-hmm. by all of the masculine uh, See, elements of the that. team. It's just the day to day. Yeah, but maybe, maybe she's just weak. And mm-hmm. needs to be stronger. Can I just and not so that. sensitive? Oh, can we spoiler alert the next episode? <laughs> yeah, well, we've all seen we've it all and seen remember it. it. That's yeah. true. I like. I thought that was pretty weak. Like the the exempt from Kate. Oh, yeah, Gordon Ramsay wouldn't approve of that shit. That's was true. She, or maybe, but this was she just broken from? Um, yeah. I think that. Well, that's what I saw was that it was a broken woman. Essentially, let's jump there, shall we? Yeah. Because, yeah, let's like just Zach go there. said, they cooked at a show. One team was better than the other team by like a landslide, and obviously by three hundred dollars. Oh, no. like something. Like the blue team minced their own meat. Right. The, like, of course. Like, what do you? We didn't. We, it's not going to be time consuming. You're mincing meat. Mm. And then they From switched a, to what the other team were doing. Yeah. Everyone had lambs. <laughs> yeah. They were like, let's mince meat. And then Gara's like, that's a bad idea. And they're like, all right. So we'll just put them on some lamb skewers yeah. like the other team is. Anyway, they lost. Big shock horror. Blue made 926.50 and the red team made uh, oh, um, Say those numbers again. It's very important that we know those numbers. Oh, sorry. The blue team, <laughs> 926.50. Write that down. Yeah. Red yeah. team. One two five one point five zero. That's a significantly right. higher number. So yeah. if you divide that by four dollars, uh, yeah. times three, because yeah. I had three items times four dollars. Yeah. And then the other team selling at a slightly higher price. Yeah. Um. There was a point about halfway through the episode where Gary called them over and and was like, uh, Kate, how many items of food do you have? And she said, one hundred and fifty of these, one hundred and fifty oh. of these. And then they called over um, Chris and they said, how many, how many items of food do you have? And he said, 300 of this, 300 of this, 300 of this. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, how much are you charging? $4 per thing. And they said to Kate, how much are you charging? Six fifty per thing. And then, so the whole thing was, well, they charged more, but uh, uh, mm. Chris's team put out more volume. And they were like, who's going to win? Who's going to win? It was like, Kate, Kate's team is charging $1 more and Chris sold 500 <laughs> <laughs> three times as much food. <laughs> like they're like, ooh. <laughs> the fact that they tried to make it like, I wonder who's gonna be. Who's gonna win it? And it was fairly clear from the start when uh, they went to even buy the ingredients, and the team didn't know what to buy, and they couldn't find garlic or eggs. Yeah. Also, are they are they taking into account that moment where the guy was like, I told the farmer I was from Orange, and oh. I got it all for free. Oh, that's like, amazing. Explain what happened there. So he goes in and he's like, I've got, I've, I was met this farmer. We're getting some produce, and uh, I, I, we had a chat. And he was basically bragging about how he's a cool business guy who gets men to give him stuff for free, and. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what happened. Like he got he got all the produce for free, and I was like, "Well, this will come back because surely they'll factor in the fact that they got the oh, you no. know yeah. no." It, so two so- episodes ago, Kate told Sam how to make a dessert <laughs> from the balcony. She cooked it through him, oh. and uh, he basically won because of that. <laughs> there are no rules in the wild west of the Master Chef kitchen. <laughs> Yeah. I sensed a little something there. Kate gave him quite a hug on the on the goodbyes. I don't well, want to say, oh. all right. Well, let's let us pause, shall we? 
um, our discussion of current episodes and let's have a little bit of a look at the media situation around this show. So as I'm sure you guys are all aware, this show is really taking off. Mm -hmm. It's all over our magazines. TV hits. Mm -hmm. It's all over TV hits. Dolly magazine. They've got interviews. Um, I opened up a new idea. Did you, Mish? I did uh, a couple of days ago. Big double page spread next to an interview with... uh, uh, Ian Hewison. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, big double page spread on, ooh, ah, romance in the house. Yeah. Kate and Sam are an item. Oh. Question mark. Okay. Question mark. Now, for those of you out there who might not have watched this show, which is crazy, I'll explain very quickly. Sam is the guy who wore the printed shirt and the hat, and he was really a real so he fashion wore like a forward. fedora hat printed and a printed tee, a printed yeah, yeah, collar yeah. shirt. Um, and Kate is the twenty-year-old baker who is being stripped bare of all her um, confidence. Yeah. Um, now. A big element of this is that they were in the Kitty Mafia, which we discussed last week K- as well. Kitty. Kitty. So Kitty. Kitty. Anyone, anyone under the age of 24 that's cool, so not Aaron, they get to be in a cool <laughs> club. Yeah, called the Kitty Mafia. Um, and they were always really good mates. But apparently, like, if you look back, you see a lot of sexual tension between Sam and Kate. And it's all over the media. It's everywhere. It's wow. but everywhere. The big twist is is that Sam is married. He's a married man. He what? just got married. Wow. And that's just a bit of a bit of two thousand and nine <laughs> gossip. I know you've just read this in your new idea, but I'm so amazed you remember it. Yeah, well, no, it's definitely not it's based not, on research. It's not like I, it's not so like I, I uh, found it on the internet, screenshot yeah, and yeah, sent it to yeah, me. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not like Zach and I have gotten really sick of talking about what happens in the episodes, and we're picking at straws to try and find other shit to talk about. Uh, but I just need to say that Sam has complete. I think it's important for journalistic integrity yeah. that our dozens of listeners know that Sam uh, has com- strenuously denied these allegations. Right. Uh, he said that, of course, it was right. the sexy fishmonger that gave him a hickey as a joke at a party the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just need to, in the interest of sexy What's fishmonger, sexy fishmonger? <laughs> se- sexy fishmonger left a couple of episodes ago. So oh. you won't know sexy fishmonger. He was the third member of the Kitty Mafia. Oh, I see. And hickey as a joke. That's funny. So right? when I talk, sorry, I just need to check with you guys. When I talk about these people, mm-hmm. you having not seen these episodes, maybe for like, oh. it, it it's a little bit dense and maybe this, that makes me worry this podcast is a little niche, Mish. Zach, don't be stupid. No, this think... is a completely accessible podcast yes, that could be enjoyed life. by everybody. Yeah. I really feel like you guys are at the ground floor of something. <laughs> yeah, I really do. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. I, absolutely. Yeah. This is the only podcast I want to listen to besides um, Ricky Gervais' The Podfather, which well, I which have is on like... USB <laughs> Which is the only other podcast, really. I feel like yeah. I'm at the ground floor of the Rialto Tower, <laughs> yes. about to head to the top of the tallest tower in, in Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Very good. I'd love to see that sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's oh, great. great. You, you get a good view of it uh, from Voudemont. <laughs> uh, Wait, let's jump back, shall we? Yeah, jump we back. Had our we are getting that ahead but of it, I, oh, I do just feel that we do need to confirm that the likelihood of Sam having hooked up with Kate is is quite low. But we love a bit of gossip at this We part. love a bit of gossip. Mm-hmm. So feel free ideas. to send us through some as well if you have mm-hmm. some 2009 gossip because right. we'd love some because you'd think it'd be easy to find, but it ain't. Um, <laughs> also, like any like stuff you're loving at the moment, any pop culture, mm-hmm. the whole point yeah. of this podcast is it's relevant, it's up to date. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not just MasterChef. It's also about who we are as a people, mm-hmm. as Australians and what we're up to. So if you've got anything, any films you love that we should go check yeah. out at the cinema. Oh, yeah, yeah great. I, yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing Avatar. Oh, Avatar! I didn't love the teaser trailer, but the trailer is very exciting. Yeah. 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 And um, also, like, feel free to DM me um, about The Sims 3, which we just just got. Yeah, wow. That's so fantastic. What what are we thinking about Avatar? I've heard it's going to be in 3D. Oh, I did hear that too, yeah. Uh, have you ever seen a 3D film? I've never seen a 3D film. Zach, I'm from Waterfall. <laughs> I actually did. I went on a um uh, a family trip in kindergarten up to Movie World and I saw Ooh. a Looney Tunes movie in wow. 3D. It was phenomenal. It's like you're Space looking... Space Jam in 3D? What's well, it's a little bit like Space Jam. 
it was about uh, Marvin the Martian. <laughs> yeah. But it's like you look at Marvin and then, then you can also look at the background and it uh, hurts your eyes. It's yeah. very exciting Oh, actually, stuff. I think about it. I think I have Coraline on, on a DVD that you, you can wear. Coraline? I, I've read Coraline? the book. I don't know the no? film. No? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Is there a yeah. film? What year are <laughs> 2009. <laughs> um, actually, oh, oh, got, I'm sorry, I fell asleep for a minute. I had a dream. No. <laughs> That would make a great film, though. Yeah. And he's got cool industry connections, so from what I know, she gets stuff. you got a, you got an uncle that, like, is he on TV right now? <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I think he's on some ads for Boost Juice. <laughs> oh, yeah, cool. My uncle was also on TV, that's why. I, oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. how we became friends. Yeah, that's right. how actually It's very have. funny because I'm on TV sometimes and I have a nephew and I'm going to be there T- on TV. You're going to be there weird. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Um, obscure comedy television. Um, <laughs> so, um, we should probably get back to what the... Master yeah, absolutely. I, I could talk about this <sighs> new Avatar Master film I mean, all day. Well, we, we should start a new podcast <laughs> about <laughs> Avatar because I'm sure that'll go down just as well as this one. <laughs> it's um, got the guy from Love My Way. <laughs> oh, yeah. On Foxtel. And it has from the, Foxtel. It has the it has the, the it has the sassy dancer from Centre Stage in it too. <laughs> oh, it does. Oh, I it love does. her. Yeah. It's yes. got uh, Paul Giamatti who uh, made an appearance mm-hmm. on Friends for oh, a few yes, episodes. It's got the Friends so little brother. Yeah. I've, I've heard whispers that it's similar to Dances with Wolves, but I can't imagine that it well, would be. No, no. Mm. It looks. Uh, it's kind of sci-fi. It's All blue. I know is it's that it's blue. It's going to make an impact. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's by yeah. the Titanic Man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to make that sort of money, but I think it's going right. to make a cultural yeah, impact. And I've, I've, Maybe a yeah. little indie darling. Is yeah, that, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And I've heard the technology they're developing for it. You know, there's a similar amount of buzz as, like, say, when the, the Matrix technology was developed for bullet mm. time. Like, people yeah. are really excited about yeah. the CGI. Mm. It's going oh, yeah. to be big. And um, I think before um, we know it, 90% of our films will be 3D. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I'm going to get a 3D television. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Imagine if they had them. Yeah, they would crazy. do very well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we're back at elimination. So the blue team goes to elimination and everyone is saying that it's between Kate and Sandra. I should say, Kate, um, if you're not familiar, they actually have underneath their name on the show, they have uh, their name, they have their age and their occupation. So Kate... 20, law student, or Sandra, 36, mum. Mum. <laughs> mum. Uh, so the elimination, which is essentially just middle-aged white men are angry. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, uh, they all line up behind the spikes and they vote oh, for who they want off. Can I say, I love the little spikes. Yeah. Because, mm. Like when you're a chef, it's like, oh, doc, it's done. And when you're a contestant, it's like, oh, you're done. See, because it's <laughs> I, because this is the thing about the show. You're done like this doc, bitch. Some people have said that this episode is a ripoff of Survivor, has nothing to do with being a master chef, and if there's a season two, they oh, should cut people. it. But I'm like, uh, excuse me, they're spiking little pieces of paper on a, on a yeah. little pole. If they don't uh, get no Pretty sure that's a very... Chefy. Yeah. I mean, how else they, are we meant to understand what's going on? Exactly. They wear aprons the whole time. <laughs> aprons that they put on at the MasterChef house. Yeah. And that's why we need to have cameras in the MasterChef house. I do love how the cameras just managed to catch really uh, p- crucial conversations between contestants. It's like almost they're like... just woken up and <laughs> who do you think will be eliminated? <laughs> <laughs> they sit up in bed morning. Morning, oh, elimination day. Oh, that's, that's tough. Oh, breakfast. <laughs> I think it would be petrifying waking up and there's a man there with a giant camera on his shoulder and a couple of boom mics in your face. Yeah, it would be full on. Absolutely full on. I just so feel like on. I'm a contestant in the house as well, you know, which is so natural. <laughs> 100%. Um, Sandra, of course, if, again, if you don't know her, she's, um, she's the mum. She's uh, in her 30s. She... Uh, did an awful risotto. She got in trouble for that. She also has very fashionably thin eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Tweeze. Very 2009 Remember, ladies, tweeze those brows. It's never going to be a thing that comes back in fashion. Do you imagine thick, bushy brows on a girl? Ooey. Yucky hair on a woman. So basically what ends up happening in this elimination is Kate gets half the votes 
and Sandra gets half the votes. Mm-hmm. And because Kate was the captain of the team, mm-hmm. she's put in the position Twist. of having to decide who goes home. Is it her or is it Sandra? Sandra. Now, at this point, Kate looks like she's melting. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. crying. She's, she's right. crying. She is, she is broken to the core. It's almost as if the happenings of the last few weeks... Uh-huh. It's almost as if the things that have happened to her in the last few weeks have destroyed her soul. I can't imagine what. But mm. um, if you're interested to know, listen back to these podcasts because she's been treated, some would say, like shit. Mm. Um, some would say that she's been treated like lesser because of her gender. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe. Maybe. Um, and what happens? Wow. Well, Self-nomination. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? What, what, what ended up happening? So you mentioned, you, you go first and I'll, I'll... I was mad about it. I just wanted to see that fire rise up again. <laughs> Poor old... And the fire did not. No, the fire, no. So what did she do? She said, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the detail that you give Annie is... <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, did Primo. Where's the lie, guys? Where's the lie? <laughs> it's true. She did say goodbye. We've all watched it. This Maybe has this... been the talk of every water cooler. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't watch it, uh, she she stood there. I'm watching. I'm like, whatever. I'm a tough. I'm a tough guy. I don't give a crap. This is just cooking show. And she started crying. And she said, "I don't think I, I, I don't think I want to be here. Yeah, I don't think I want this anymore." Wow. It yeah. was a very, very well crafted misdirect, though. Can I point this out? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Because she said, "I just feel like it should be easier to make this decision because it's me and another person, <laughs> and I'm holding their dreams in my hands." And I was like, "Well, she wants it. She's got dreams too." She's crying yeah. because she's about to eliminate some. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I. Haven't like again. I don't know much about like how they craft stories mm, on mm. TV, but well, I they don't. It... This is reality. Yeah, but Lena right. especially doesn't know what it's like to create television. No, oh, no, no. I haven't got. Lena knows nothing about the behind the scenes of making television. Yeah, I haven't because, got any it's plans. because it's two thousand and nine. Because it's two thousand and nine, and Lena Moon knows nothing about that. Yeah, I've it's never just been good, on the set. Her idea's just a twinkle in her eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you should consider it. Ma- was. Well, <laughs> maybe you even want to make a pilot one. Day. Yeah, yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah. This this is a cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is like that bit where Bilbo. Nope, 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 nope. No, 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 Bilbo is one of nope. the Yowies, right? I was about to talk about the Hobbit. Which is a film that. that is in development in hell development, right now. Yes. But one day, hopefully, Guillermo del Toro will get it going. It's a book, though. It is a book. <laughs> yeah. It is a book, but I was going to criticise and talk about a moment from a hypothetical film. So hypothetically, if they were to make a film, one criticism I would have is that they might have lots of moments hinting at the coming Lord of the Rings trilogy that don't actually make sense in a chronological way. And what I'm saying is <laughs> you talking about making a pilot, um, it could be that. Now, this would this <laughs> is only entailed on the idea that this is a prequel podcast, not in 2009, and that The Hobbit Films is out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Anyone who hadn't clicked off this episode yet has now. <laughs> that was long-winded as fuck. Like, and I love you dearly, but fuck me. Like, I was really struggling with how to convey my message. Right. I could have just... If you were, if you folded a piece of paper in half and then stuck a pencil through both sides to illustrate time travel, like mm. I feel like that's where you're doing a long speech. And that's then brilliant. That's... <laughs> That's a brilliant description of a wormhole. My God, you're a genius. I am working in a a, a chemist right now, so I think you should write for Christopher Nolan or someone like that. I feel like uh, that one day that's just going to be like a trope. (laughs) Uh, So Kate eliminated herself. Yes. So Kate made the big dramatic. 
uh, move of eliminating herself. And Sandra said, Kate, I, tack, I take my hat out for you. Uh, You're really good at uh, that. Accent. I just thought that was a very, very good quote. Kate, I take my hat out for you. I, for, for tea. I welled up. I was very sad for Kate. It was very yeah, sad was, of her to do that. If you can go back and watch that episode, mm. it is... Absolutely heartbreaking. Right. Especially heartbreaking because she, 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 I don't know if you know this, but she gave up everything. I she did She gave know up this. everything. She um, was doing a law, law degree and she just stopped doing it. Now, she might be able to go back Free next year because she, she deferred. But yeah. yeah, that's like she, her, she put her life she on 20? pause for this. <laughs> She's 20 years old, but she put her life on pause. Right. The good thing about putting it on pause is you can press play again. <laughs> Um, but she put her life on pause. I would like to make note, though, that when they all went back to the MasterChef house to explain to the red team why Kate had left, that all the boys stressed that Kate left because she lacked commitment and not because she was emotionally abused. Yeah. I'm I on think the that boys' side. She just needs a toughener. <laughs> Yeah, because we don't. Yeah, but Annie, you're just one of the boys. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, one of the boys. Are. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like you're one of those girls who doesn't have a lot of friends that are girls, but you have a lot oh, of guy no. friends, yes. right? Girls, too much drama. And, yeah. and it being 2009, our understanding of mental health is that you just have to toughen up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's don't no, talk to me about don't, it. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I guess the only people that worry about it are emos. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard yeah. about these emos? Oh, please, emos. I've seen them with their flip phones. <laughs> oh. Taking their selfies. Sitting on Flinders Street Station steps <laughs> in their wide leg pants. <laughs> Listening to My Chemical Romance. <laughs> their giant fringes. We've got one of them in Warnable. There's one, there's a You've got an emo. Yeah, get the fuck emo. out of there. Yeah, they've got that hair and that. Oh, my the God. The Warnable emo. Right, some more uh, <laughs> Sam, of course, also said to, in his straight to camera, he said, look, it's hard, um, but sh- she's young. Sam, who's 23, described Kate who's 20 <gasps> I, as young. I did notice he that. He said, she's young, uh, but she's at peace now. <laughs> I, I think you said that she's got a lot of potential. And I'm glad that he could see that. And he does. And he sees it. And um, let's keep in mind as well, it was probably a good time for her to go because that rumour mill was absolutely chugging along and any more no weeks idea. and they like there would be so many more articles about their their budding romance so <laughs> um and then we have masterclass which we've also touched on previously yeah. as well they made a, a fish on papiot papiot <laughs> they made paper. chunky chips <laughs> and fish on papiot i was it was such a roller coaster because um i if i watched them one day after another but they felt like back to back and then the <laughs> like you watched them all today about an hour before you came here. Well, yesterday. But the, the you know, the episode where they were at the fair, it was like, after the break, you know, someone's getting eliminated. And this one's like, after the break, pumpkin risotto. <laughs> I'm a really big fan of the fact they don't change the voiceover guy. Yeah. Yeah, just, after the break, chunky chips. <laughs> Which they called a dish, a dish of chunky chips. After the break, oh, yeah. George makes a, makes a dish of chunky chips. After the break. Can I point out a genuine tip oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that I have wrote down on a notepad at home? Just as like a good tip. Just as like a good Fucking tip. Fucking great. I love it. I, the, the, the food that grows in the ground goes in cold water and food that has any chloroform in it, chlorophyll in it. Chlorophyll. <laughs> chlorophyll. Okay, I we'll feel you. Such a fantastic <laughs> tip for all you home cooks. Uh, food, of course, from Lena Moon there. Food that is from inside the ground goes in cold oh, water. Yes. And food that's got chloroform or chlorophyll, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what a quote. Hey. I wrote that Gosh, down wrote word for word, so I don't, I don't know what. I really, I is. was like, I literally wrote that down yeah. as well. I was like, George, you old dog, what a great tip! And can I just say as well, this is true. Let's just say hypothetically, in ten years' time, um, I will have remembered that tip that he gave ten years ago. But really? that, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, how can I explain this? <laughs> Well, and if it takes you a little while, Mish, I'll definitely come right back at you. So please explain yeah. how you know this. Take this paper that and this tip. pen. To okay, so I watched that tip that he gave mm-hmm. about food that grows underground should go in cold water and food that grows out of the ground should go in boiling water. 
I watched that in 2009. And in 2019, I will have remembered that tip, but not remembered where I got it from until now. Mish. Wow. Yeah, but now I remember. Mish. Yeah. I'm seeing 2019 (laughs) as well. What, What do you see? I see it all. Oh, my God, Zach, stay with me. I'm there too. What's happening in 2009? Mish, Zach's eyes have rolled back in his head. I think we've got... I'm seeing the Hobbit trilogy. (gasps) I'm seeing the Hobbit... I'm seeing... I'm seeing that... The Avatar is the second most successful film of all time. Yes. After a, an Iron Man sequel. <laughs> I'm what is that? Iron Man. A man made of metal? <laughs> it's great. It's really good. And I'm seeing that as well. I'm seeing the return of Robert Downey Jr. Zach, am I rich? <laughs> Lena. Unfortunately not. But you are going to restage your show that you're going to plug at the end what? of this. Mish, I think that you and I might be able to see the future. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I think you're right. And what, what that means is this podcast just got a bit easier for us. <laughs> if, if we can see into the future, then we're going to be okay here. There's only glimpses, moments. I see flashes, shadows. Uh, I see... Six prime ministers? <laughs> what? Me? Wait. Me Me too. What's this? What? Me too. Hold on. Me too? <laughs> what? what? Why does that mean so much that to me right now? reverberating in the space. Why do, why, do I, why do I see a woman running this country? Oh, wait. No, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gone. goodness it's gracious. Gone. We're mate. back to 2009. It's all gone. It's all gone. Oh, but I'll tell you what is still here. <laughs> is when they made a dessert on MasterChef <laughs> Masterclass. Uh, they said that, uh, now you've talked a lot, Misha, this is this is my last point, and please tell me if you've got others. You've talked a lot about fucked flavour combinations on this show. Yes, Apparently okay. tomato and basil go well together. Yeah, that's a bit fucked. Uh, what else? There was some other weird ones. Oh, oh. Mushrooms and thyme. Right. Mushrooms and thyme. Chocolate and orange. I Chocolate yeah, and orange. Uh, I think the... Most fucked of all uh-huh. was said on the masterclass: salt and caramel. <laughs> Ewie, <laughs> but it's caramel is sweet. Yeah, yeah, salt, like you put on chunky chips, yeah. apparently goes well in caramel. Guess well, these master chefs don't know everything. <laughs> master chefs, yeah. get out of here, master chef. Hey, you master chef, you don't get in this room. <laughs> master chef, you try and put salt in my sweets. Does this podcast run for more than 45 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, that's why we've all lost our fucking minds. Whenever the podcast goes over 45 minutes, we all start to fall apart. I got DMs telling me, go as long as you want. (laughs) Last week, we were trying to keep it tight. It was like, can't go as long as you want. I need to put the explicit thing on these podcasts. No, I think it's there. (laughs) I did see that. Um, all right, so we've come to the end of week five. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. Wow. Um, I have a feeling, by the way, people did ask me how long does this show go for. I'm just guessing 13 weeks and we've just hit five. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> fucking feeling... shoot me in the fucking brain. <laughs> 70 plus episodes you're talking Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of episodes, isn't it, I don't know what you mean, Addy, but we're fine with that. It's almost like me and Mish did a little thing for us that we were pretty sure we'd stop doing after a couple of weeks. But now there is the minimum amount of people listening that we feel obliged. Yeah, Zach is covered in sweat. I've never seen. Ah! I see that a lot. (laughs) Wait, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Um, I would like to say a big thank you to Annie and Lena for coming in. So what's your name? Lena. Lena Moon and Annie Lumsden. Um, (laughs) You guys have a show coming up at the Melbourne Fringe Festival. Um, And and in my vision of the future, I saw that you were going to restage it in 2019. (laughs) So it's worth talking about. Oh, incredible. I hope so. I hope uh, that means it's a huge success. (laughs) (laughs) 
Absolutely. <laughs> and it will be because you guys are so, so funny and you're so amazing and I can't wait to see you guys Thank do something you. together. Tell us about the show. Oh, well, uh, I just met Lena a little while ago. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Let's pretend you know thought... each other well and it's 2019. <laughs> no, so, so, yeah. Tell us about the show. 2019. We've just met. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we ha- we'll have a tagline for our show, which says, uh, this is a f- to see if the friendship is worth pitching to the ABC. Oh, <laughs> great. We great. have a feeling that by 2019, uh, duo female-led comedy might be popular. Okay. Uh, I know right. it's a long show. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't can't... see it and I see the future, but that's <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> We're going off absolutely fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> like that's our yeah. Um, your show opens oh. on the twentieth of September. Listen, is that yeah, right? Yeah, we'll give you some deets. Um, it is part of the Melbourne Fringe Festival. Yeah, so great. yeah, if you've got a pass, come along. Well, lots of room. Um, it starts uh, at nine forty-five every night. Yes. Great time. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. It's at, going to be party time. It's going to be party time at the Coopers Inn on Exhibition Street, uh, Party Central, Melbourne Central. <laughs> <laughs> but just to reiterate, Coopers Inn. Coopers Inn. Uh, Coopers Inn. Nine forty. From uh, what month are we in? September two thousand nine. Yeah. Uh, September twenty to September twenty seventh. So it runs from a Friday to a Friday. Yeah. Now Amazing. I there's a new app called Instagram. You can okay. get it on your iPhones. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone wanted to follow you on this Instagram app, right? How mm-hmm. would they do this to find out more uh, about the hypothetically, show? Hypothetically, I reckon my Instagram handle might. If you, be. what would your ideal Instagram <laughs> handle? What's a handle. You open your Excel. <laughs> Well, if you if there was such an app as Instagram, what would your Instagram name be so that people could follow you yeah. hypothetically? I'm very creative, um, so Annie Lumsden. Yep, very good. good, very good. And I'm gonna maybe go with Lena L E N A I Moon. So it sounds like I Moon things. Oh, fantastic! But it's oh, clever is that because what no, well, my middle name uh, starts with an I. Oh, oh great. That's I'm, great! I'm gonna We're go fast. with. At Zachary Ruane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, what are you going to go with, Mish? I think I reckon I'm going to go with Mish Wittrop. Great. Is there wow. one for this? Uh, this Pod- Absolutely no. not. No, God, no. <laughs> God, why? We for the four people up. listening. God, why? Um, but we will touch on the, wait, we should touch on the listeners, not like the, not physically. We should talk oh. about the listeners. Don't touch on the listeners, <laughs> Mish. No. We talk so about sad. my buzz, we don't touch them. <laughs> um, uh, thank you to everyone who has listened, who has Yay. sent through DMs and who has sent through fan art and has contacted us on all the social medias. Amazing! It's it's so it blows my little mind that you guys listen. Like my, I have an, I have a nine to five office job, man. Monday to Friday, like it's weird that people want to talk about my boys. Love it, um, but thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. It's fun. Thank and, you, Lena yeah, and thanks Annie. Thanks for having so us. Much for having us. Uh, no, not at all. I cannot wait to see your show. It's going to be a blast. Uh, everyone, check it out. It's going to be very, to see very funny. Who wins MasterChef? Oh, do you have Season quick predictions? One. Oh yeah, yeah. Quick predictions. Who do you think? Sam, because he's got that confident attitude. Sam, yeah. yes, uh, yes, and I think we'll all remember who Sam is in mm. ten years. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to go uh, based on just based on what I've seen mm-hmm. in the last couple of episodes. I'm going to go with. Uh, Troy seems like a hot ticket. Oh, yeah. Mm. There isn't anyone on the show named Troy. (laughs) 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 What's his name? No, let's stick with that. I'm pretty confident in Troy as well. (laughs) Trent? No. Now, I was going to say Troy. um, Maybe Trent or Trevor, (laughs) but Troy is someone that I'm very excited for. I think Trevor might have a better shot than Troy, but let's write that down. Lena thinks that Troy is going to win. Cards. I brought in prep <laughs> cards and I wrote down stuff and I couldn't get the one yeah. name. <laughs> I'm reading about Nintendo DS, my flip phone. Yeah. <laughs> Lena, Lena did more prep for this podcast than Zach and I have ever done. For and anything she in our lives. And she didn't get one thing correct. <laughs> I thought Avatar was great. Yeah, that, that was, was a great good. piece of research. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll see you. you in week six, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 